Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. We're essentially unlocking new monetization muscles for retailers, creating a new source of revenue for them. And at the same time, CBGs can come to us and then just extend their campaigns onto retail websites pretty easily. So a lot of that competitive tension, we've turned it from any competitive vector into a partnership vector by handing over our technology and our capabilities to our retailers. Our most recent announcement was that we have Sprouts now leveraging Carrot Ads to power their retail media network, which we're very excited about. They're a great partner. And we have several more retailers that are going to be joining Carrot Ads this year. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofsetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. Sarah, are you getting tired of defending e-com as a growth channel? <laughs> what are you reading my mind? Yeah, the reports of e-commerce demise is uh, highly over-exaggerated. And it's not because it's the same as the way it was in, call it, 2020. It's just, it's actually because it's mainstream, it's different. I don't know. What about you? I feel I have two types of customers right now, or maybe two types of procurement organizations. (laughs) One that they just deeply understand from their own consumer behavior and pure common sense that digital influences offline sales. Some of them even believe, I think it was BCG who published this stat, that 60% of brick and mortar sales is influenced by digital. And we can all believe that. Just think about your own consumer behavior. And then there are others where they're like, hey, Ecom growth has slowed down or e-commerce only represents 3% of my business. So as a result, I'm not going to invest in it. I mean, that sounds like an argument from 20 years ago when people didn't want to put money into search. Like, oh, well, search isn't converting people watching television. Like, well, of course not, <laughs> because those technologies didn't talk to each other, moron. Right. But so here we are in 2023. And I think a lot has changed, right? So you look at 2020 and 2021, COVID hit you know, massive influx of e-commerce behavior, everything from any of your day-to-day needs and buying things online that you never thought you would before. Milk, avocados, bananas, ice cream. Those things were not things you would ever think about buying online before. So 2020, 2021, major habit consumer changes. 
Then you go into supply chain hell and people are vaccinated. They start going back into stores. And that's when the reports of, is this e-commerce thing going to stick around were big questions, right? Because people were going into the store because they didn't have confidence that they'd be able to actually find the stuff online. Plus they were just happy to get out. Now we're in a world where consumers are conditioned to know that they can get more information online about products than they can get in store just due to limitations of space and time and the internet being unlimited, that they are going into the store, researching online while in store or vice versa. They're planning their trips online and then they're going to the store. The whole point is that it's freaking blurry, but there is no doubt in my mind And I don't believe there's any doubt in any brand or retailer's mind that this Omni thing is the new normal. And we just have to understand that that means we have to budget differently. We have to provide credit and attribution differently. And we have to look at things a little bit more specific, less on channel and more on category behaviors more on customer-specific behaviors. Well, there's probably no better company to talk about Omni and how digital can influence offline sales than Instacart. True that. I mean, talk about like the nuance of the human element, the in-store, the digital, the whole thing. I mean, I can't tell you a week that goes by that I'm not ordering stuff on Instacart where I forget about something or I'm, you know, frankly in transit, I'm, uh, I'm a devotee. Well, let's bring Instacart's Chris Rogers onto the show. Coming to you all the way from Canada, we've got Chris Rogers, Chief Business Officer at Instacart. So first, let's just set this stage because not everybody on the podcast, they may know Instacart, they may not know you. So let's just talk a little bit about you, if you don't mind. You joined Instacart after 11 years at Apple. What learnings from Apple have you taken to Instacart? And what's the biggest surprise that you found at Instacart that you never would have like even kind of thought about while at Apple? Yeah, well, great question. And I have to admit that Apple feels like a lifetime ago now, but that's exactly right. I was there for 11 years, always in Canada. And in my most recent role, I was the managing director for Canada. So I had the opportunity to work really closely with our largest partners, the Canadian telcos and retailers. And the Canadian team was super talented. It was an amazing experience. I left Apple to join Instacart in 2019. So I'm just about to hit my four-year anniversary here. And I joined Instacart partially because I became enamored with the people here, including the leadership team, but also just kind of believed so deeply in the opportunity and the potential for Instacart to be a rocket ship at a really exciting early stage. And what surprised me, I think, more than anything is just how wild of a a scaling and growth story it's been. You know, keep in mind, my bar was Apple from 2008 to 2019, basically right when iPhone launched and when Apple rose to be one of the largest companies in the world, I think the largest company in the world. By contrast, Instacart was relatively extremely small company, very young. It was only, I think, six years old when I joined with very humble beginnings, you know, it wasn't that long ago that our founders were working out of a house and and helping to do deliveries themselves from local stores in and around San Francisco. And yet in a very short period of time, we were able to grow exponentially. We were successful in aligning ourselves and building trust with retailers, not just to participate on our own marketplace on Instacart's app and instacart.com, but by becoming a retail enablement company that builds technology and fulfillment solutions for their owned and operated sites. So at the time that I joined in 2019, I think we might have had about 300 retail partners, about 20,000 stores. And today we're at 1,200 retail partners and 80,000 stores in North America. So 
it's been an incredible journey. I've learned a ton about how to be truly responsive to retailers' needs and how to align incentives and build deep, enduring partnerships. And I've enjoyed every minute of it so far. Well, your timing is impeccable. Joining 2019 and then boom, pandemic happens. Not that any of us wanted that, but it, it certainly created positive tailwinds for Instacart. During that time, a lot of retailers started to invest in their own tech stack. And in this post-pandemic world, we've seen that some of the quick commerce players have become obsolete because the unit economics didn't really make sense. How is Instacart thinking about how it can propel its growth now that the world is starting to get more back to normal and look a lot more like 2019 than it does 2020, 2021? First of all, that's exactly right. The onset of COVID was an extremely crazy time. Obviously, for the entire world, we don't have the license on that. But for us as as a business, we experienced very dramatic growth in 2020. And for us, it was an exercise in in hyperscaling. Virtually overnight, we had to onboard hundreds of thousands of new shoppers. We had to hire and train thousands of customer care agents. We had to scale our technology, be able to take on millions of new customers. And ultimately, we were able to scale. We were able to serve customers during that time. And as we emerged from COVID, we were this much larger business. But the question that you're getting at here is a great one. And I often get asked from folks, how could we possibly grow off a base when customers are literally locked down and at the same time stocking up and hoarding toilet paper, if you remember that funny dynamic? But happy to report we are growing. We've grown every year since 2020 off that high base. And that's because So many customers that joined us in 2020 and 2021 have stuck with us. And at the same time, we continue to add new customers every day, many of whom are trying online grocery for the first time. And although that COVID surge in online grocery, that hyper growth has passed, there are real tailwinds here. Today, the grocery penetration is about 12%, one of the lowest of any retail category, lower than restaurants, lower than electronics, of course, apparel, home goods. But many analysts think it's going to go to 20% by 2027. And a lot of the grocers that I talk to think it's going to go as high as 35%. They're planning for online penetration to triple in the next five years. I am admittedly looking for a little bit of confirmation bias, but there's been a lot of BS about conversations talking about, oh, e-commerce is not that big a deal anymore. Now that people are in stores, there's nothing there. So if retailers believe that this is the new normal, why? What's their reason to believe? What's your reason to believe? I think retailers like us are taking a a more holistic approach. It's not about the online or in-store customer. It's how customers shop across online and in-store. And you can see that they're investing in that experience. You see that many retailers are investing to create that seamless experience between online and in-store. Many retailers believe that an online and in-store customer spends more across both surfaces. We validated that as well. We deeply believe in that as well. So it's not that online or in-store are in contrast with one another. It's it's consumer expectations around how to shop across multiple services. Surfaces is evolving, and that's very much how they're they're approaching their technology roadmaps going forward. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Are there certain customer segments from like a demographic standpoint or geographic standpoint that Instacart wants to win with in the future to drive growth? We're investing across all segments. I think there was a misperception that we were going after more affluent consumers, but what we've seen is many value-based consumers have joined our platform over the last couple of years. One of our main objectives is to make sure that our platform is not a luxury. We're investing heavily in ways for consumers to save. There are already so many ways to save on our platform, like next day delivery, as an example. We've enabled EBT Snap. There are hundreds of retailers on our platform that are at the same as in-store pricing. So we're just bringing all of these stackable ways to save to go after that value consumer and make sure that we're retaining that value consumer in addition to that more premium active order. Yeah, I think you're bringing up a very good point. And one of the things that I find very interesting as an avid Instacart shopper, I don't know what I don't buy on Instacart right now, just to be perfectly candid. But one of the things that's been really fantastic for me is the whole idea of same store prices. There was a perception that you were paying a significant premium for Instacart purchases. I think when you start looking at, there are absolutely opportunities for a value consumer. Not that I'm saying I am, but I'm Jewish. I'm always looking for a bargain. What am I going to tell you? Let me uh, just move a little bit over because you're sitting at the intersection right at this moment of two of the hottest trends in advertising today, retail media, and ChatGPT. So you guys are announcing this new search experience, you've announced it, called Ask Instacart, powered by ChatGPT and Instacart AI. So whatever you were doing at Apple, now you're like, talk about a rocket ship. You've got both of these puppies in your basket, if you will. Yeah. How do you see AI playing a role in the shopping experience? And actually, you know what, let's just take a step back and, and tell our audience exactly how this new functionality works and how, how it's different. Sure. So we've just started to roll out Ask Instacart. It's pretty amazing to see it in action. Ask Instacart is an AI-powered tool designed to assist customers with kind of their everyday grocery shopping questions. It's about saving them time, but also providing inspiration to their routine of planning out their meals and buying food for the week and ultimately help them to make food-related decisions by offering personalized recommendations throughout the shopper journey. But to your question of how it works... Ask Instacart is embedded right in the search bar on the Instacart app. So once you tap into a retailer storefront, Ask Instacart is accessible via the search bar. And with this feature, what we're doing is we're inviting customers to just ask broader natural language questions about what to eat and how to prepare it. So for example, you could ask, what kind of side dishes should I serve with my steak tonight? Or what fish is similar to salmon? Or what are some good sauces for grilling chicken. And then it returns these amazing answers to those questions. It makes suggestions. And then as a platform, as a commerce platform, we make those suggestions shoppable for so that it's easy for customers to just act on them. I'm not sure if either of you have tried it. You should try it. It's amazing. I've been using it with my family. I have three boys and as you would expect, they consume a lot of food and it's actually really helping us to plan out meals 
both from an idea and an inspiration perspective, but also more practically what to buy in order to make it. It's awesome. It's amazing to think how AI is going to have massive implications on search, on product discovery, on creative optimizations, on team efficiencies. And here's Instacart being a first mover. Let's talk a little bit about the role that you play. You guys are doing a ton of innovation, obviously, in data, in conversational AI, in lots of different areas. There's still this interesting status between how you operate with retailers and retail media networks. Competition, friend, frenemy, lay it out for us. So first of all, principally, as a company, we go to great lengths to not compete with our retail partners. In fact, our entire model and strategy is to be a retail enablement platform, which means we provide technology and fulfillment solutions. Now, in-store experiences like our new caper cart and even ads technology now to retailers. And our retailers know that our ads business where you would think there could be some conflict there, but what we're building is actually helping to drive their business. All of our sales on our platform that we're driving, everything flows through our retail partners. They directly benefit from that. So our incentives are completely aligned. If we run a thriving ads business that gets more items in the basket, they win, our brands win, we win. That said, retailers are not ignoring this trend where brands are looking for advertising opportunities on retail media networks due to the super high performance, which in turn is a revenue opportunity for retailers. But building that end-to-end ads platform with a full product suite and self-service portal measurement, it's really hard to do. And we have this massive and very talented product and engineering team doing that. So as part of this all-in retail enablement strategy that we have, We've built and we've launched what we call Carrot Ads, which takes our product, our tech, our sales capabilities, and extends it onto retailers' owned and operated websites. So we're essentially unlocking new monetization muscles for retailers, creating a new source of revenue for them. And at the same time, CBGs can come to us and then just extend their campaigns onto retail websites pretty easily. So a lot of that competitive tension We've turned it from any competitive vector into a partnership vector by handing over our technology and our capabilities to our retailers. Our most recent announcement was that we have Sprouts now leveraging Carrot Ads to power their retail media network, which we're very excited about. They're a great partner. And we have several more retailers that are going to be joining Carrot Ads this year. Yeah, I mean, makes a lot of sense. For the long tail of retailers, most of them don't have their tech stack built out. So for you guys to be able to create that supply, aggregate it, measure it, seems like a big business opportunity. So it's clear that Instacart is investing in AI. It's investing in its ads business. Is there anything else that's next as a growth driver for the business? Circling back on Ask Instacart and AI, I think you can really expect us to innovate with generative AI and explore new ways that it's going to unlock opportunities for both brands and retailers. We've talked about brands already, brands using our platform. We're going to drive more discovery, more creative optimization. But with retailers, we are incorporating AI across multiple surfaces. Some of our retailers are already using Eversight, which is our AI-powered pricing optimization engine. Caper Carts, our smart cart, our AI-powered smart cart is currently being piloted and rolled out with several retailers. And what you can expect is we're going to continue to drive innovation with our retailers, especially as it relates to what we talked about before, integrating and creating a seamless online and in-store experience for customers that just works together. So we're really excited about even the back half of the year, how much innovation we're going to be rolling out. It's pretty awesome. Now, Chris, you spent so much time at Apple and now Instacart. 
curious how you're going to answer this question. What's the bravest thing that you've ever done? I love this question. So for this one, I will stay on theme. It really felt like an incredibly bold move to leave Apple. Not a lot of people leave Apple of their own choosing, especially once they're established there. And I think it's safe to say not everybody saw what I saw on Instacart at the time. My dad, as an example, who I deeply admire, thought I was nuts to leave Apple for a company that he had never heard of. He had several failed attempts to talk me out of it. But I just had such high conviction that I wanted to be part of this team and this journey. So I made the move and it felt brave and I've never looked back. Again, timing seems to be right. So hopefully your dad is now proud of you. I think he is. I'd like to hope he is. We're going to share the episode with him and then he's going to be like, oh man, dude, I was so wrong. You've made it. You've made it. I've seen the error of my ways thanks to Brave Commerce. Exactly. Last, last, last question. I know you didn't know you were going to get another one. What was the last thing you bought on Instacart? We are obsessed with sparkling water. So we buy cases of sparkling water. We drink it in the city in great numbers and also take it up to our cottage. And it's our kind of drink of choice for the summer. So tons of sparkling water in our family. Well, thank you so much, Chris. We hope your dad is proud. Instacart is certainly super duper lucky to have you. And uh, thanks so much for sharing all of your insights with us. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Appreciate it. Well, talk about somebody who's sitting at the intersection of so many different things. And I bet when Chris left Apple to join Instacart, he didn't think he'd be riding nearly as crazy a rocket ship. But yet here it is, as penetrated as it could be, sitting at the intersection of consumer, category, customer, culture, and not to mention the intersection of brick and mortar and online, friends with everyone, friends with the retailers, friends with consumers, friends with brands pretty impressive. Listen, if you like this episode, if you like the AI part of the episode, have a listen to Eduardo Lowe's at Panera Bread. If you like the retailer angle, have a listen to Whitney Cooper at Walmart, or take a look for some upcoming research from Profitero about the role of digitally influenced sales. That's going to be coming to your LinkedIn, inbox, socials, texts, what have you in the coming weeks. If you like this episode or any episode of Brave Commerce, please like, share, leave us a review. Feel free to send us a note and let us know what you think as well. But sharing is caring. Have a great day and we'll see you next week. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer 
at Edelman and the host of Touch of True, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice. Meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming centre stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.